Hi, I'm Jonathan Edwards, and I want to welcome you to the Jed Breaks Bread podcast. My goal in this podcast is to teach the truth of the Word of God and apply it to our lives that our orthopraxy might be as good as our orthodoxy. May you be blessed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, I want to examine a question that I think is probably on many people's minds as you look around and see the chaos and the confusion and the difficult challenges that we face in America right now. And and that is this, is America under the judgment of God? Is America under the judgment of God? As I thought about this topic and began looking into it, I realized that Probably for the last 50 years, various Christian leaders, various denominations, various prophecy ministries, they have all come to the conclusion over the last 50 years, or at some point over the last 50 years, that America is experiencing the judgment of God. Now, if you would have heard that message in, like, let's say, let's just take 50 years ago, 1971 versus 2021, maybe you you might be a little bit skeptical about that. I mean... Yes, the Vietnam War was going on. That was pretty tragic. That was a difficult time in the nation's history. But, you know, there was a lot of prosperity going on. Outside of the Vietnam War, there was a lot of peace. Um, People were doing well. And, uh, you know, interestingly, into the 70s, things did become more difficult economically in America. And also, interestingly, in the 1970s, there was a great spiritual revival. In fact, a good number of the older saints in my church today were saved at some point in the 1970s. And so there might have been some challenges that America was facing in the 1970s, maybe late late 60s, early 70s, economic challenges, the military challenge with the war in Vietnam. But somehow God used those things to produce to produce a revival, a actual repentance that led to revival and a renewal of the church in America. So just bear that in the back of your mind, because I'm going to circle back to that idea at the end of this podcast. To begin addressing the initial question, though, how, how do you know if a country or a nation is under God's judgment? Well, first of all, We don't have any prophets speaking today authoritatively like prophets spoke in the Old Testament. I I am a cessationist. I believe that certain spiritual gifts have passed off the scene. They are no longer in operation. And so anybody who claims, in my opinion, anybody who claims to be a prophet speaking for God uh, about America or about any other situation, uh, they are incorrect. They, They are not speaking the truth because God is not speaking to people and telling people what to proclaim about America. I mean, all you have to do is like look back maybe nine months ago and there were all these so-called prophets, Christian prophets who were predicting that Donald Trump would win the 2020 election. And then they were predicting that the election results would get overturned. And then what happened? None of that happened. So according to the Testament or according to the, uh, standards in the Old Testament, those individuals should be considered false prophets and actually should be stoned. 
All right, that, that's, what, that's what Numbers 25 says. Numbers 25 says that if a person or a professes to be a prophet and they speak a message from God and that message doesn't come true, then you should kill them. So I, I don't believe, like I said, I'm a secessionist. I don't believe that we have any prophet today speaking authoritative messages from God, predictive messages from God, like occurred in the Old Testament. You know, Isaiah, great example, prophesied against Israel. What happened? Israel fell. Prophesied against Assyria. What happened? Assyria fell. Prophesied against Moab. What happened? Moab fell. Egypt, so forth and so on. Same thing. Jeremiah. Jeremiah prophesied against Judah. What happened? Judah fell. Jeremiah prophesied against Egypt. What happened? Egypt fell. Jeremiah prophesied against Babylon. What happened? Babylon fell. Okay? And these are all demonstrable historical facts. All right? America, America has no covenant relationship with God. Now, the American people, the American experiment is highly influenced and highly based upon Judeo-Christian ethics and values. But America is not in the scriptures. The United States of America is not in the scriptures. The United States of America has no covenant with Yahweh like Israel did. The United States really is an incredible nation that God has certainly blessed. Like we can see that God has blessed America. But that doesn't, just because God blesses us doesn't mean he has some type of special covenant relationship with us. So just bear all these facts in mind that there's no prophets speaking today, that for over 50 years, many different Christian prophets, quote unquote, have predicted God's judgment upon America. And what I'm going to do today is I'm not going to say that God is totally judging America and America is going to fall down. No, I, I'm going to give you some, some signs, some indicators that might help inform you as to whether a nation is experiencing the judgment of God. And then I want to talk about what God might be doing with those per particular things. So let's start first with natural disasters, Okay. Natural disasters, drought, flooding, fires, like wildfires. Um, there could be other things, other natural disasters like pest, pests or pestilences that come upon the land. What do natural disasters do? Well, ultimately, a country can typically survive one natural disaster, maybe two natural disasters. Because you take resources and you borrow them from over here and then you go take them over there to fix the natural disaster. But when you have like 10 natural disasters occurring in your country at the same time, eventually you run out of resources. Eventually you run out of uh, citizens to go help. And so a, a multitude of natural disasters leads to a weakening of a country's economy and an overburdening of the citizens. So... God brings about or God allows natural disasters to happen. Now, before anybody who is like big into climate change jumps all over me, let me say this. God is in control of his creation. Could there be man-made climate change? That's possible. All right, it's possible that there's man-made climate change. But man is not going to destroy the climate in such a way that it is going to be irreparable for God. In fact, in Revelation, God says that he has saved the destruction of the world for himself. So 
he in his providential sovereignty is going to prevent us from destroying this world so that he can destroy it for himself. Now, we're talking about natural disasters, okay? Many people are attributing the increase of natural disasters to climate change. Well, okay, let them think that. I would say that the increase in natural disasters could be a sign that God is executing judgment upon America. It is a sign of discipline. Discipline is a tool that God uses to bring people back into a right relationship with him. Discipline is a tool that is supposed to cause repentance. Discipline is painful, but ultimately for your good. And so God is in control of the weather. God is in control of the climate. God is clearly the one who is allowing these natural disasters to occur. Haggai 1, 10 and 11 is a really interesting passage to talk about how God uses natural disasters to chastise his people, Israel, and to get them to turn. And again, America doesn't have a covenant relation, so what we're doing is we're taking the principle from this Old Testament passage, and we are going to try to apply the principle. We're not saying this is a one-to-one correlation where, whereby America is Israel. We're just saying, hey, here's a principle that we have observed in Scripture, and it can apply. It applies to Israel, but it could also apply to other situations. So check this out here. This is the word of the Lord. I called for a drought on the land, on the mountains, on the grain, on the new wine, on the oil, on, the, on what the ground produces, on the men, on cattle, and on all the labor of your hands. That's the Lord calling for a drought on the land. And then if you go down to chapter 2 and you look at verse 17, he says why he did this. Okay, God explains his reasoning. All right. I smote you and every work of your hands with blasting wind, mildew, and hail, yet you did not come back to me, declares the Lord. There it is. So God used this, these natural disasters to try to bring his people back to him, and they didn't do it. So this is the first sign that a nation might be experiencing the judgment of God. Okay, natural disasters. Secondly, secondly, there is the rejection of God's moral standards. And this is basically like Romans chapter 1, uh, Isaiah chapter 5, and other chapters like that in the scriptures, whereby the writer, the author, explains that people, because of their hard-heartedness, people, because of their wicked hearts, absolutely, flat-out, reject God, reject his person, reject his truth, reject his moral standards, and they establish idols and then new moral standards. So there's really kind of like a two-pronged approach here. Um, so sign number two is a rejection of God's moral standards. And then sign number three would be the promotion of idolatry and the demotion of the true worship of Yahweh. Okay. So the rejection of God's moral standards. Isaiah 520, one of the most well-known verses in the Old Testament, where Isaiah, speaking on behalf of the Lord, says that the people of Israel became so perverse. That's the right word. They're perverse. 
they twisted things, that they were calling good evil and evil good. So did you want to do the right thing? Did you want to obey the law of Moses? Did you want to practice holiness? Well, that is evil. It's evil to want to practice holiness. It's evil to want to do what is good according to the law of Moses. Rather, instead of, instead of doing what is good according to the law of Moses and calling that good, we are going to do the opposite of what the law of Moses says, and we are going to call those things good. So adultery, fornication, um, giving your babies to be burned by the fire. So we're talking about child sacrifice, drinking to the point of drunkenness and calling it having a good time. I mean, these are all the things, these are all the things that the Israelites were doing and that they were condemned by God for. And these are all the things that people in America are doing and they also stand condemned by God. We have a wholesale rejection of God's moral standards. I mean, think about it. In our former political administration, the president of the United States was constantly accused of being a womanizer, constantly accused of, of, of abusing women, of manipulating women, of cheating. And okay, th those things are bad if those things are true. I'm not saying they're true or not. But he was accused of that, right? And so you would think, well, these people who are accusing him of this bad behavior would celebrate somebody with good behavior. Well, what about his vice president, Mike Pence? The vice president, it came out that he never had meals alone with members of the opposite sex. He, he never had meals alone. He always had his wife with him when he had to do business meetings with females. Why? For his protection, so that, so that there couldn't be any claims or any accusations brought against him that he did some bad behavior. And what happened? What happened to him? He was ripped up and down for, for having this particular standard. And, you know, that, that, that's it. He was trying to do something good and they called it evil. I mean, just consider a different issue, the issue of abortion. I mean, the Israelites were condemned by God multiple times for offering their children up in a child sacrifice by fire to the god Molech. Multiple times God condemned them. And what are, we, what are we doing today? We have child sacrifice too. We just call it abortion. We, it's a woman's right to choose. It's a healthcare choice that she should make with her doctor. No, it's an innocent life that is being destroyed unnecessarily. All right. People are willing to die for abortion rights. That's having your moral standards upside down. That's having your moral standards backwards. When you yourself are willing to die so that other people can kill their unborn children, that is moral bankruptcy. And finally, this leads me to the third sign that a nation might be under the judgment of God is the utter spiritual blindness and idol worship that is present in our culture today. Now you might think, well, we don't really have little idols. We don't really have statues of men or statues of gods or goddesses. Uh, we don't have statues of animals all over the place. Well, you don't need a statue to worship an idol. In fact, 
the the best idol to worship is yourself. And I believe that's what we have totally promoted as the chief God in America today. Self is the chief God of America today. Self. Think about it. Everything that you hear is all about affirming self. Oh, do you want to change your gender? Okay, you can do that because I am going to affirm you and what you think. Okay, do you want to, you know, have multiple sexual partners? Okay, fine. I will affirm that because that's what you want to do. Do you want to not work and have somebody take care of you because somehow you think you're a victim or you don't need to work or you don't deserve to work or go ahead, do that. We'll, we'll provide a way to do that for you. You know, do you want to make skin color the primary reason why some people have advantages in life and other people don't have advantages in life? If you want to do that, that's fine. That's, it's all about you, you know, and anybody who doesn't agree with you, they're wrong and they need to be bullied into silence or acceptance. My friends, this is the ultimate expression of worship is worshiping self and it's being promoted over and over and over again in a dozen different ways in our culture. And my friends, this is the chief expression of idolatry in our day. I mean, what is an idol? An idol is something that you set up in front of God to worship. That's what an idol is. And so we have tons of people, literally millions and millions and millions of people who have set up themselves as the chief end of life. My chief purpose in life is to please myself. And they put themselves before the creator God of the universe. Not only have we promoted idolatry, but we have demoted and discredited those who would want to practice the true worship of Jesus Christ. What organizations have had the hardest time in the last 18 months due to the coronavirus shutdowns? What organizations? Churches. Churches have. Did you know last year, the city of Las Vegas, when they began to reopen, reopened casinos, they reopened strip clubs, they reopened bars, but guess what? Churches had to, had to have stricter restrictions. Why is that? Why can we reopen places of debauchery, places of moral degradation, but the place that teaches the word of God and that wants to focus on worshiping the one true God, why are those places restricted? Grace Community Church in Los Angeles went through a very well-known, or I should say nationally known, fight against the county and the city of Los Angeles to keep their doors open and to allow their church members to come and worship Jesus. And they eventually won their case in the, in the courts, and the city and the county had to pay them $800,000 that was the legal fees and, and returning the fines and some other reparations. I'm not sure what all that was. But here you have, you know, governing authorities saying you can't do church. But go ahead and promote yourself. Go ahead and think whatever you want to think about your gender identity. 
We want to we want to promote that, but we don't want to promote the worship of the one true God. Well, my friends, these are some signs that a nation may be under the judgment of God. Now, I I don't know. I don't know if this judgment will bring about the utter ruin of America or if this judgment is such that it will bring about repentance and revival. I don't know the answer to that because I'm not a prophet. But I can say to you this, God uses the things that we discuss today. God uses these tools to produce something that will result in his glory. And so if America falls, if America is utterly destroyed, that will be for the glory of God. But if somehow America is revitalized, then these signs that we talked about today, they are signs of judgment, but God did not use them to bring about ultimate judgment, ultimate catastrophe. God used them to bring about discipline. And that discipline produced repentance. And repentance produced revival. And if repentance and revival were to occur, you might see America last another 20, 30, 40, 50 years into the future until a new generation rises up that doesn't know the Lord and then rebels against the Lord again. You know, we don't know the answer to these questions. But these are some things that we should think about. These are some biblical principles we should consider. And I would just caution you, if somebody is, if you hear somebody, for example, saying that America is definitely under judgment, and these are America's last days, and America will never rise again, you don't know that. God knows, but we don't know. And so just be cautious about that. Be thoughtful about that. Listen but maybe don't give too much credence to that idea. We don't know what God is doing. We know that, we do know that America is not in biblical prophecy, and so some, somehow America has to go away. But is it now? Is it this moment? I don't know. From my perspective as a pastor, I would love to see America come to a point of hopelessness whereby the majority of people are ready to hear the gospel again. And they're hungry for a hope that is an eternal hope. And they're dissatisfied with temporary things. Why, why do I want that? Because I want to see people go to heaven. I want to see people come to love Jesus like I love Jesus. And I know that's what you want too. And here's another thing. America is still the most powerful, talented, and wealthy country in the world. And there is a lot that America can do for global missions at this point. I mean, imagine if, imagine if we had the fervor now for missions that we had 75 years ago in our country, except we have all the advantages of technology today. Think about how we could translate the Bible into literally hundreds of different languages, so much easier than we could in years past. I'm not saying the task is easy now because it's still a difficult task. It still takes 10 to 15 years. But we have so many more advantages now than we did in previous times. And so God may not be done with America yet. Is America under God's judgment? 
we can't say for sure. Is America under God's discipline? I would say absolutely. We are experiencing the discipline of God. My friends, let this motivate us to go out and preach the gospel, proclaiming that there is hope for the hopeless, that no matter what happens in America, you can have a home in heaven forever that is secure always. My friends, let's pray to this end, that we would see men and women who are ready to go out into the harvest because the fields are ripe for harvest and that the Lord, the Lord of hosts, would multiply the harvest. Will you do that with me?